I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high-quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Ugh. Ugh. Us again. <laughs> yes. Who's back? Back Sorry. again. <laughs> well, it's us. Just us lowly old people. Oh, what up, what up, what up? How is it hey. going over there? Hey. Hey, good. How are you? What do you? Uh, I haven't seen you in so long. I know. What's I got to I see know. you on Friday and Saturday and Sunday. I'm counting this as seeing you. We got to That's see each other three days. Tomorrow. <laughs> and tomorrow. You. Oh shoot! Yeah, you be there tomorrow. Four days in a row. I'm a lucky girl. I'm a tomorrow, lucky gal I'm lucky. this week. I'm, lucky. I'm a lucky gal this week. That's the best, man. That's the best. So what you been doing? No, you tell me everything. Okay, I finished Emma in the Night, which was good with a little twisty brew. I listened to that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I need to find a new audio book. And today I've been catching up on all my purrs that I've been neglecting. Something was wrong? Something was wrong. Oh, I haven't done that yet. Uh, Buried Bones, which I don't think you'd like. 
mm-hmm. um, MFM and Canadian Dark Poutine. I had to catch up oh. on some of those. Oh, I don't listen to those ones that one anymore. Oh yeah, fair enough. I found he does he have a new co-host? Yeah, 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 hmm. yeah. Interesting, interesting. I don't I don't listen to their banter. I only listen to the story. So oh, you do a fast yeah. forward. I wonder how yes. many people fast forward us. <laughs> Leave it below in the comments. Yeah, leave it below in the comments. We won't hold it against you. Just maybe block you from everything forever. Bye. Yeah, bye. (laughs) Goodbye. Speaking of people just not even questioning anything that comes out of our mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should just be called the breast milk babes because nobody's (laughs) said anything about that. Our tirade about breast milk. (laughs) Are we the the bmbs now babes BMB. is, that, is that our yeah. new we maybe mm-hmm. i should change our artwork and see if anybody notices instead of Breath the little stars just little nipples little nipples little boobs beep beep <laughs> you all love little boobs that'd be cute with little like little drops a little drops yeah we're just assuming that you all are like oh. obsessed with breast milk and servitol of your guests so exactly cool. if cool. nobody cool. said anything about it so <laughs> guess you all just cool. love a breast milk moment <laughs> anyways to their own to each their own um we know that it's week three and we usually announce a book but we can't pick one so we're gonna poll yeah in the comments do a poll or in the ig stories rather not in the comments yeah in the ig stories so we'll see Mm -hmm. you there like the way you do that right there (laughs) what about you what have you been reading Oh, no, no, all the same stuff. I haven't made any progress except I'm still reading. Well, I'm, I'm still reading the boundary book. One of us is dead. I'm reading with my boss and she's been busy. So I haven't picked it up because I know she'll be sad if I finish it without her. And then I have started a new audio book, though, which is another Colleen Hoover. I can't get enough. Um, Dang. Any headboard biting? No headboard biting, but spicy november 9 spicy mm-hmm. i think that's just colleen hoover's mo oh. yeah so you know i've just been listening to the audiobook we've got one new babe and that person's name is abigail hey abigail welcome, welcome. to the clear to breast, breast milk babes hope you like um, bms <laughs> hope so too and if you just send it over to us we'll sell it on the internet for you oh yeah we'll sell it on the internet actually, i think there's a big each, market for that actually i think that i think that we should this is what we should do this is our get rich quick scheme if okay, our babes I'm really here. love us they each need to send us a photo of each foot so two photos from each babe <laughs> that we can then submit to what's it only feet and then Happy we can get feet, rich yeah. quick. And we don't even need to use our own feet. We'll use the babe's feet. Exactly. So by signing up to the Facebook group, you're actually signing you're actually- an agreement. A that- waiver, yes. yes you yes, will yes. submit two foot feet. Foot oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So actually, don't. We'll, uh, yeah. Don't, we'll don't actually send. No, don't send me a I picture of like your that. foot. I think I'd rather an unsolicited dick pic than a foot pic. <laughs> You have What's to choose terrifying. one, Chantal. Gun to your head. Which one are you choosing? Uh, a foot, I think. <laughs> Over a dick? 
sometimes they can be intimidating and scary. <laughs> <laughs> like if they're big and pulsy with like weird yeah. <laughs> and a bang no. right down the middle. No. Okay, okay. A foot pick or a flaccid penis pick. <laughs> why um uh i think i'll take the penis <laughs> um though it's just such an unattractive organ i just don't understand i know i know i know well, that's those are just your options sometimes in life sometimes you got a gun to your head you have to pick one but then if it's not erect sorry harley <laughs> <laughs> then it's just the penis and balls which is even worse <laughs> she's waving at you sometimes you just gotta have some penis banter sometimes you just gotta talk about penises it's fine <laughs> goodbye Bye. go finish oh, your homework omg all right, well, shall we? I'll talk. stop talking about dicks for now. <laughs> now, right. it's all you talk about. You can't mm-hmm. get enough. That and breast milk, it just doesn't stop. It doesn't it stop. It just follows me everywhere I go. <laughs> all right, let's do okay. this. Don't get mad at me. I love that. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. All right, so it is week three, and we are reading chapters 15 to 21 of Meet Me at the Lake by Carly Fortune. And I'm going to take it away. So, chapter 15. We're starting off, remember last week, Fern was like, at least I'm not the one who abandoned my dreams or whatever. She said to mm-hmm. Will, which was like, rude girl. You need he to clapped back, as yeah. they say. Well, that, and that was just insensitive. He, like, True. She, she was just mean. Him. Yeah, that was just cruel. And she knew she was being cruel. So she can't sleep because she knows what she said to Will was awful. I wrote down a little quote. It took me right back to being 17 and screaming at my mother. Interesting, though, this week we get a little bit of Q to the little mm-hmm. bit of A's that we yes. had happening. So that's good, at least. I flip it like, and reverse it, though. And flip it and reverse it. Yeah, um, exactly. You know what I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> last week we were 50% on the book and we had no idea. I'm like, how is this happening? 
what like, is we, even going I, on yeah. I was I was hoping it wasn't going to be like um one of those books where they never tell you it's just this like ominous cloud that hangs over the whole book that would have sucked so Fern hasn't finished any of the other di- diary entries that set her off when she was 17 she hasn't gotten to them the second time around yet and she's realizing that her mom wasn't to blame quote I couldn't handle the truth even if I'd known it all along end quote interesting so mm-hmm. she can't sleep she's like what the fuck that was real mean I shouldn't have said that to Will I'm just gonna run over right now at like 2am and apologize in my sleeping t-shirt <laughs> so nothing good happens her. after like 11pm it's well or okay. only good things happen actually never <laughs> mind <laughs> are you blushing i am already just thinking about this chapter wait so she runs over to will's house and she's like yo i'm so sorry and then she also tells him that he's right she does know what she wants and then he's all like but what do you want and then she's like you and she kisses him and at first he doesn't reciprocate and then she immediately regrets it and she's like oh um and then it's game on so lots of kissing lots of canoodling and fondling and it is spicy super I'm trying spicy. to embrace that spice life as i told you in yes. irl the other day um but even this got i was blushing i was blushing it gets spicy like she's explaining mm-hmm. what he's doing with his fingies and mouth and body yes yeah 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 i'm not going to go into it because this isn't mm-hmm. a smut is that smut the right one yes smut yes the right one okay yes. this yes. isn't a smut podcast but if you read the book then if you know you know you know okay so while they're like having a little foreplay he says i want to make you want this as much as I do. I want you to feel as desperate as I have all this time. And it's like confusing because I'm like, what the fuck? Why didn't you talk for 10 years like or nine years? Like what? 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 You literally lived in the same city and never tried to find her if you really were waiting for 10 years. Right? Right? I think I'm understanding more from his perspective as we go on, but I'm still like, maybe he was being a little selfish too because he just assumed that Fern wouldn't be on board. But maybe she wouldn't have been on board then. So everything works out for a reason. So Will takes up his t-shirt and he is covered in tattoos on his chest. It's all tattoos. I don't know when we find out. Add it up. I don't know if it's my chapter or yours, but anyway. Um, and then there's sexy time happening in the bedroom. Whoop, whoop, I wrote. Ooh. And then the next morning, Fern thinks she should leave before the guests start waking up because she doesn't want to like walk and shame it. But Will convinces her to stay. And then she ends up asking him about his one tattoo, which is says Sophia. And we find out that that's his niece, which I assumed all along when I, when she mentioned the tattoo. But she was all like jealous and weird. She's like, like, oh, really? I'm not jealous. Oh, I'm jealous of a friggin' baby. I'm jealous of a baby. Yeah. Um, she asks him about another one and we find out that it's his first comic strip and he tells her that he's been drawing since coming to the resort and that he's had the time to draw because he just simply hasn't had it at home and he was reminded about that side of him. Um, he apologizes for having to get out of the bed, but he's got a meeting at 10 
she really wants their work relationship to still work out so she asks if he's free later to like chat about work stuff um and Fern is worried that being Will's quote break from reality because that's how he referred to her is going to ruin her but she does really need his help (laughs) so don't mess me up again but also I really need your help yeah But also, I'm the one who came over to your house in my pajamas in the middle of the mm-hmm. night and then kissed you yeah, on the mouth. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We're in the then times. And it is almost, it's got to be almost midnight by this point. Um, they are arriving at Fern's tiny little apartment. Um, Will is taking it all in. Um, obviously, they're chain like changing out of their wet clothes, blah blah blah, all that stuff. Um, oh yeah, it was raining. It was raining. Yes, yeah, yeah. Outside sneaky mm-hmm. deeds, I remember. Yes, like the Notebook, yes. that movie I love so much. <laughs> yes, my that movie you've seen time. so many times. Yeah, <laughs> I watch it every day. Okay. <laughs> um. When she emerges from the bathroom, Will is looking at a photo of Peter and her mother at Fern's high school graduation. Um, And she tells Will that she's never had a dad because he asks if this was like your mom and dad. And but she tells him that Peter was always there for her. Um. She then explains that she doesn't have an option um, but to leave. Um, But Will challenges that by um, asking, like, but why? Like, what is your explanation on why you need to leave? Like, you're making it seem like it's the end of the world. Um, The power goes. Yeah. The power goes out, they light candles, um, and she feeds Will some of Peter's famous sourdough bread that oh, he, mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to have some of the sourdough bread, it sounds oh, so my good. God. Um, Will remarks that the sour bread is, sourdough bread is so good that he has to go, like, this is the reason, if anything, to go to the Brookbanks Resort. And maybe she could give him a canoeing lesson. Um, Ooh, a she canoodle said, lesson. A canoodle lesson. Well, he got one in the end. <laughs> um, she says that it's, um, she says that she'll trade a canoe lesson if she gets to look at his art, like bring your portfolio when you come. Um, and he says that she can look at it right now. Um He's worried that she's going to think that it's not good, but she tells him that it is very good and it's not basic, which is surprising coming from Fern. Um, Essentially, essentially it's um, ideas for his comic strip roommates and portraits of people and passerbyers. She tells him that he can do her if she wants. If he, sorry, he tells her... (laughs) She tells him he can do her if she wants. Draw. Dang, Bernie. Draw her, that is. <laughs> um, as he's drawing her, she's trying to get a little bit more information from him. Like, so how long are your visits to Toronto usually? Um, he explains that they're only a few days, but this one was a bit longer because because his dad was getting remarried. 
Um, and he explains that he feels bad that he had left Annabelle behind with dad, just like their mom. Um, and he explains, 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 he explains, he explains, um, he explains the dynamic kind of with their dad. He kind of seems like he comes down on whoever is near. Um, so he he rules with an iron fist. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's feeling bad about that and the fact that she's kind of been abandoned, um he's like doesn't really want to face any of them tonight so she offers to to will that he could stay at her tiny little apartment in her bed with her a night if you want Mm. of course Mm. (sighs) he changes will changes the subject and is like so about your boyfriend though after you just invited me to stay in your bed with you Mm -hmm. good one that's she, a valid question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She explains that um, Jamie is like a put a pudding. He's pleasing, smooth, sweet, and a crowd pleaser. So then, of course, Jamie or er, fucking Will asks what she would be if she was a dessert, and she says she'd be a lemon tart. Which oh shoot. Because Will likes that one. Mm-hmm. Give me that lemon, he says. Give me that lemon. He asks if she has told Jamie yet that he, she does not want to come back. She um, admits to him that she has not, and she doesn't think that it will go over very well. So she's thinking that Peter is probably only the only person that she could talk to and that he actually probably already knows that she does not want to leave. Yeah. Ah, uh-huh. Um, finally, Will asks if Fern loves Jamie and she says, yeah, I wouldn't be with him if I didn't. Do you love Fred? And he says, no, I thought I did, but I realized that I'm not in love with her. Uh-oh. He's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If that's not he's obvious, in. I don't know what is. He's in. He's in mm-hmm. too deep and he's trying, trying to keep you. Yep. Um, he's finished the sketch and shows Fern and she feels like in this moment she feels like no one's ever really seen me before like this is the real me and he's captured Mm -hmm. it and Mm -hmm. it's kind of like throwing her for a loop Mm -hmm. that makes sense Mm -hmm. so we have a a diary entry from her mom and it's dear diary mood apathetic apathetic i'm in a dark abyss spiraling downward (laughs) (laughs) but really her period is late and it's never late, oh, oh. which would throw me into an abyss spiraling downward. Yes. Yes. Although the... I think my would be more than apathetic. <laughs> uh, Concerned. Yeah. Concerned. <laughs> um, she says like, I can't be pregnant. I can't be pregnant. I'm on the pill. I'm careful. Blah, blah, blah. This is not right. My plan is that I'm not supposed to have kids for another five years and I need to go see Europe and I need to go and do all these things. Nope, I'm not pregnant, but dot, dot, dot. I am having a lot of symptoms, dot, dot, dot. 
man well that's interesting i mean i wonder if her mom knew that she was reading her diaries when she was alive like i feel like that should be something that your teenage daughter doesn't do like maybe once they're like in their 30s and have their life together and like I don't know. Yeah. I just don't think that they should read your diary. No, I I found that strange too. Unless she snuck them and found them, she found them sneakily. Snuck them. It that's not been clear, has it? That hasn't been clear. No. no. Okay. No. And I feel like that's just a huge violation of someone's privacy. Like it kind of sounds like her mom was using her journals as a way to, like, as therapy since she was eight <laughs> years old. Like that's mm-hmm. back to meow. So Fern has taken herself for a kayak and swim to try to take the edge off after her spicy night and morning with Will. She's at her family's (laughs) private dock. And this is when we learn that this was her and her mom's like special place. And for a minute, she can feel her mom sitting there beside her, which like got me in the heart. She's having a rush of memories of when her, they would sit there together. Her mom would make her sit there with her in the, every morning, no matter what. That was just what they had to do. Even when she was an angsty teen, that's what they did. She's thinking about the diaries, and she's just wishing so badly that her mom is there, was there. When she gets home from her swim, she picks up one of the diaries, and she's just looking at it, and she starts to cry. She wants to tell her mom about the resort, and she wants her help. She picks up the phone to call Peter about her decision with the resort because she wants him to be the first to know. She then invites Jamie over to the house to chat with him. After they broke up, he ended up going into hotel management. Like he left Muskoka. He lived in Ottawa for a bit. And his parents were the ones who ended up actually telling Maggie how much he loved it at Brookbanks and that her, her mom like sent Fern a text being like do we still like Jamie and Fern was like yes we do and then he got hired and she said he would do really good at the resort which is cute I like that he's it's still good cute. human yeah he's still I good know. people he's cute. so Jamie is worried that Fern is going to fire him quote because you're still in love with me and you can't stand to be in the same room without wanting to take my clothes off. LOL. <laughs> I love how he's like making this big joke about their like past relationship. Like, it's yes, a, I feel like it's on that line where if, like if she was into it, it would be another relationship. But it's like he also knows that she's probably yeah. that that ship has sailed kind of thing. Yeah, he's OK either way. Yeah, kind of yes. thing. that's yeah. the vibe. And yeah. can be yeah. just cares about her as like a human. Yeah. yeah. So she tells him that she's staying on as the owner and she's going to be making a lot of changes, but that she needs his help. And he tells her that he'd be honored to help, which is cute. Um, Jamie then decides that they need to celebrate. And he gets, uh, what was it? Their finest and most least expensivest bottle of champagne sent mm-hmm. through the her house. <laughs> They end up like kind of having a little party together and he's doing like a karaoke sesh singing from Alanis. Shout out to the Canadian artist. Uh, And then he tells her that it's her turn and like pretty much guilts her into it. So she relents and she's singing Jan Arden, another Canadian woman. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Will shows up in the doorway while she's singing and it's like this kind of weird thing and Jamie sort of teases Will, but will don't like that he's not isn't it ironic 
don't you think isn't it ironic true that perfect perfect timing so Fern shows Jamie to the door and he tells her that he can keep his feelings professional and that he's glad to be friends again, but also tells her that he thinks Will is hiding something. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. He's getting those sus vibes. Yes, he's getting some vibes. So when she comes back, Will is slumped over and admits to her that he was, quote, thinking about how much I used to hate that guy and I've, I had never even met him. So we're getting a little tiny bits of like info about how he's felt after nine fucking years. He tells her that when they met, he thought she was the coolest girl he'd ever met. He debated breaking up with his girlfriend via text like right then and there. Rude. Um, And that he's jealous that she told Jamie about the resort before he before she told him. Uh, then they just casually start doing it and he tell he starts telling her that he didn't need her help varnishing the mural um that he couldn't stop thinking about what was in her bedside drawer when he was out of her house and it like works for her <laughs> they they have a good time so then Whitney has invited Fern and Will over for dinner and when she tells her the news of that she's staying and she's keeping the resort Whitney screams and hugs Fern and cries and it's cute they are having a lovely little evening together because they cooked them dinner and it sounds fun. But then Will's phone goes off with that specific ring and he takes off and he's gone for a while. So she goes to see if everything is okay. And obviously it's not. And then Will's kind of like, hey, do you think it's okay if we go? So she's like driving home and then she finally asks Will what's up. And he tells her that Annabelle, his sister, has started looking at apartments and that she wants to move out. And so then Fern's like, oh shit, that ring is his sister. And she, obviously she was sus that it was another woman. But I mm. kind of thought it was a sister all along, too. After this is the first time right? she's realizing this, right? Yeah. Like, okay. How, did, so you, how yeah. did you not, you know? I guess she's busy with resort things or something. Yeah. I mean, I do have to keep remembering that her mom just died and she inherited a resort that she wasn't sure that she wanted. Like, that true, would be kind of true. crazy. But, like, I, don't be dumb. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Don't be dumb. <laughs> don't be dumb um and but he tells her this info and then he's like he doesn't want to get into it so he's like this is what's going on but i want to talk about it (laughs) he decides to spend the night at his own place which kind of hurts fern's little baby feelings because she wanted to get it on but he wants to call his sister back and fern is starting to worry about how much she wants will and his willy (laughs) so We've passed midnight at this point. It is now June fifteenth. Um, she is remarking on how she's let Will see her completely, and he never found her rotten core. Um, she's remarking on how his posture is totally out of this world, man. Um, he exp- <laughs> explains that it's some of the things that he's picked up after living with his grandmother after his mother left them um out of the three of them will had it the hardest um for knows this feeling um when his her mom was always working um and she lived lived with her grandparents essentially um she wants to tell him and do him (laughs) 
And he explains that he was in a lot of trouble after his mom left, getting him fights, etc. Um, and his grandma made him think about the person he wanted to be. But the only thing he knows he doesn't want to be is like his mother. Um, she doesn't to have an example that you don't want to be. It's always good. True, it is. Yeah, it could. I think it could it do. Is. positive things trauma the trauma kind of and then you form into a well-rounded human (laughs) the cycle can end there instead of continuing amen sister Uh, um burn doesn't think that he's any of those things that his mother was or is and she tells him that he has seen something in her that no one else has ever seen um he says that it's not my place but obviously you don't want to go back and you should stay in in the city obviously this has been the fucking theme of the day for them um she thinks that she can't go back because her mother is going to be so mad that she'll kill her um and she can't do that to her he realizes that he's missing a large thing in her life that is making her feel this way. Mm. And he offers to listen if she wants to talk about it. That's nice. That's uh, a nice way to approach that. Yeah, it is. Actually, that is really sweet. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So then we have a chapter, a diary entry, August 13th, 1990. Eric has left. And only with a note being left behind that is essentially, sorry, can't be a dad right now. Good luck. Peace out. (laughs) Next Um, level, baby. Yeah, yeah. Scum of the earth. Scum of the earth. Scum. The scum of it all. Mm -hmm. But it has also been a month since her and Peter have bought and they're still not talking so like this is the longest time that they haven't gone with talking um and she admits that she misses him a lot and that he would know what to say to mom and dad sounds like she made the wrong decision Mm -hmm. (laughs) now we're back to now Okay, guys, do you get it yet? Do you get it yet? <laughs> it's sweet that it kind of like we get to stick with one. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it makes it easy if people can tell our voices apart. <laughs> I think they yeah. can. I think so yeah. too. Yeah. Wait, were you yeah. talking to me? <laughs> I think that you have a bit of a higher tone than me, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like here. Not that high. Like here? Like here? I do, Thank you. I do go up. I do go up a lot. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So Will comes over in the morning to make Fern an omelet and also to go down on her. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> As you do. Just second breakfast. Just... Oh, oh. <laughs> Sometimes you just need a little omelet and a little... Omelet. What do you call that? <laughs> No, taco. what do you call that? <laughs> oh, taco omelet. It's a tomlet. <laughs> what what is the proper term for going down Conalingus. Yes, yes, there we go. Just a little omelet and a little conalingus, uh, baby. 
So they spend the whole day together in bed and then have drinks at the Roses because it's Sunday before going over to Will's bed. They are just getting it on, making up for lost time, baby. Bed hopping. Yeah. Bed hopping. Yep. They even did it in the Roses bed. They're just doing it at everybody. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> I think they saw I saw them do it over there, too. <laughs> I think they saw them doing it everywhere. Um, And then Fern says, the week from hell begins. So the staff question her on her qualifications for running the resort, which would feel pretty shitty. The ACs break out the resort and one family leaves and then also leaves like a real bad review of them online, which sucks. Jamie then sends her an article from the Toronto Star about a new cool hotel popping up in Muskoka called the Daisy, which is not actually a thing. And also the Daisy is actually a place in Bracebridge and it's not a hotel. (laughs) True. So it's weird. Anyway, it's not going good for her. So then on Thursday, Will and three colleagues from his firm go over their strategy for the resort and Fern feels really good about it. Like, it's given her hope. So when Fern goes back to the resort after this meeting, her head of reservation tells her she's quitting to go manage the Daisy. Fern and Will go swimming, and they have dinner together. And although Fern is enjoying this game of house, as she calls it, she is worried that maybe Jamie is right and Will is hiding something. Maybe? Mm-hmm. All right, so Fern's working away, and Peter finds her and tells her he needs a taste tester. Fern is suddenly worried that he is quitting, and he tells her, quote, I told your mother once that she'd have to drag me out of here if she ever wanted to get rid of me. This is me telling you the same, end quote. I just love Peter. Peter. Are you crying? Oh, he's so sweet. Oh, my I gosh. Know. I know. So she walks into his pastry kitchen, which he's still not playing tunes in, by the way. I feel like this is his wearing black, but for his ears, you know, because it's important. And she sees a shit ton of bread and buns. And she's like, what? Because usually he'll experiment, but with um, baked goods, not with bread. And he tells her that he's thinking it's time for a change. And that Maggie picked the sourdough and he thought she might want something different to suit her vision, which is so cute. It's cute. It's cute. He says he'll make her the sourdough whenever she wants, though, because she's like sad about that. Um, And he says that the starter for the sourdough is his only child. And then he's immediately like, oh, fuck, that's not how I meant meant it and apologizes to Fern. And she says that she's come to terms with that a long time ago and that she knows that Peter knew Eric. So it's suddenly all coming together. He says yes and that he didn't like him. He asks if she's thinking of looking him up again, which I was like, all caps, again. And she says that ship has sailed. He tells her that her mother said she loved Fern enough for 10 dads. Which is so cute. She says she had Peter, which was much better than a real dad anyway. So they're like just being honest with each other, which is nice. She then asks him if him and her mom were ever more than friends. And he said there were times when they were. 
that he fell in love with her the first time he met her. This chapter got me in love. I know. I know. I know. So after Fern was born, Peter told Maggie how he felt about her, but she wouldn't let him take her on a date until Fern was older. In fact, 10 years older. He had to wait a decade to take this woman on a date. That's commitment. And he wanted to marry her, but she refused because Fern had been going through a rough patch in her teens and she didn't think she'd make a good wife if she couldn't even make a good mom. And my heart just broke. Oh my goodness gracious. Uh, So Fern asked about when they moved her into her apartment in Toronto and he says that they stayed an extra couple days together in the city and didn't tell her. Um, She asked if they were together when she died, and he says as together as they ever had been, and that he felt lucky that he got as much of her as he had. Peter! It's a love story for the ages. Peter! Sad, man. I'm so sad. So when Fern goes home, she's feeling heavy-hearted, because obviously because of her conversation with Peter, but Will is there cooking dinner for her, which is, like, pretty sick. Um, He opens up a little bit about his sister, and Fern asks if his ex, Jessica, ever cooked for him. She's she a little jelly. She's a little jellyfish, huh? You just gotta throw it out there. He says no, and that they didn't end well, that his sister and niece seem to get in the way of relationships because he doesn't have enough time interesting she thinks about how she's lucky to get the time she has with will but then realizes that she sounds like peter and she doesn't want that same situation we in the before times really Mm -hmm. (laughs) we do be in the thens okay so fern does decide to tell will about her rebellious phase it all started after she found her old diaries. So obviously she wasn't hiding them well. Fern admits to Will that she used to think Peter was her dad, but she really did know deep down that he wasn't, but had wished so hard um, and fantasized that like um, from CSI that a DNA analysis would show that Peter was actually the dad um he knows it's okay she knows it's okay but peter was there for everything essentially because he worked early he was able to like help get her off the bus go to all of her games and plays and all the things yes um but the diary held all the power it was all in there about how eric left when he found out that her mother was pregnant And she made her mother reach out to Eric. And it turns out he's a big old piece of shit. If you didn't think so before, you definitely know so now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Turns out he has a wife and kids and is not interested in knowing anything about Fern or meeting her. As a teenager, I think that would probably be one of the most painful things to try to process because you simply cannot you not have the tools to understand why your biological father doesn't want anything to do with you that's mm-hmm. fucked mm-hmm. but yeah that's fucked. yeah that's fucked up 
So, of course, she turns to drinking. Um, She drank a lot, made questionable decisions, got kicked off her soccer team, and stole a tractor while naked. This was where Wit... Wit's breaking point was, but that was still not enough for her to come to her senses. She continued to party, and one night in the sunroom, she had invited, it sounds like, randos over, um, and she partied till she passed out in the bathroom, hitting her head off the sink, and she assumes that one of her or her friend's cigarette butts had lit a small fire and the smoke didn't even wake her up. Um, her mother and Peter found her, passed out in the bathroom, and essentially saved her life um, and woke up in the hospital. Um, then so she now we admit- know. Mm-hmm. Now we know. It's all, it's all there now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. She admits to Will this is why she'd never argued business school when her mother suggested it. And she says that she blew up her life and her mom was there to pick up the pieces and put them all back together. So it's all kind of Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, coming together. That's why she has has to go back. Exactly. She tells Will that she envies him and she thinks that he's got life all figured out and she doesn't even know anything, but they both, you're 22, you both don't know anything. (laughs) Um, And he argues that she does know what she wants and that's that she doesn't want to go back and run the resort. Mm -hmm. Um. So you do know where you want to be. Um, They talk about, Fern argues that he has a 10-year plan and blah, blah, blah. And she doesn't have any plan. So he helps her make a, quote, one-year plan. And it's, I won't be working at the Brookbanks Resort and I will not be living in Muskoka. So I guess that's where the little hanger on to Toronto and him come from, I guess. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, he she asks what's on his one year plan and he says that's easy. I'll be broke because for me it's like art or bust and I yeah. will not be working in an office. Yeah. Ugh. Art or die. Uh, art or die. Fart or die. No ties. No. Fart <laughs> fart or live. Die. Fart or live. <laughs> She's getting really sleepy and she's kind of like muttering and like passing out. And she says, I don't want my mom to hate me. Will tells her that she won't hate her. Trust him. And he says, "I." Or, and then Fern says, I'll trust you. Um, I guess he kind of like helped her realize that she could take her life back instead of feeling indebted and that's why he's so ingrained on who she is yeah yeah that makes I guess he did help her realize a lot of things like yeah and then I I mean I'm sure her like 22 year old brain just romanticized everything into this huge like what if and what could be and blah 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 Mm -hmm. and then but like being 32 and still feeling that way I don't know 
I was saying to you, yeah. like, she needed to get a fucking therapist. Like, that, that True. <laughs> yes. I mean, tell your all your secrets to a stranger and help. he can help you, like, figure yourself out. Okay. But, like, continue working on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go to therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're still feeling, like, longing for him after 10 years, I don't but know. There's I your don't... clue. There's your clue. Mm-hmm. I've just mm-hmm. got a journal entry quickly. August 18th, 1990. Maggie is home quote-unquote sick but peter stops by when he hears and says that she does not look sick um and then peter tells her that she he misses her and that he has something to tell her but because she knows what he's going to say she blurts out that she is pregnant um she peter comforts her and tells her that it's going to be okay maggie and rubs her back until she falls asleep oh god that gets you huh he was gonna tell her she he loved her i I miss you and i love you oh i know all right now and then we're done jamie and fern are huddled together on her desk looking over paperwork and shit as you do when you're working when will knocks on the door apparently whitney and cam arrived for dinner an hour ago Fern lost track of time and hadn't been answering her phone oh also it's will's last week at the resort so we find out that fern has been putting in 12 hour days now that they're how do you say it? Saumier. 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 Yes. There you go. Uh, we find out that Fern's been putting in 12-hour days now that their Somalier Zoe, put her notice in this morning because, yep, you guessed it. She's going to work at the Daisy. They that all got to go. They all got to go. It's cooler over there. <laughs> just working at the piercing shop. Yeah, just working at the piercing shop. quitting their job. <laughs> okay. Will has convinced Whitney and Cam to spend a night at the resort, and they had all been texting Fern, being like, where are you? Um, and Jamie says they were too busy making out, and Will is not into that. <laughs> He's just, like, really? totally, like... What do you call that? Like, he's taking the piss at Will. Like, yes. he's like, I'm going to fucking relish in this. <laughs> I'm going to push this as far as I can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When Mrs. Rose had caught Will putting his hand on Fern's lower back on Sunday cocktail hour, she had said, well, isn't this a happy turn of events? Which <laughs> is funny because she totally not wanted it to happen. S- not the small of her back. The small of her back and many other parts of her body he also touched. We do know. True, true. (laughs) When they get closer to cabin 20, Fern can see streamers and a sign that says, welcome home, baby. And Whitney is so excited that Fern is moving home and Will has gone out of his way to help with the little celebration by making like risotto and shit, which sounds bomb. And she realizes that she feels adored by Will, which is cute. Peter has even made his dark chocolate cake for the group. 
and he has likened to Will quickly, which is not normal for Peter. So Fern's taking this as a little, you know, just some info to put in her pocket and keep there. Whitney asks when Will is leaving, and because she's kind of poking the bear, and he says Sunday. Fern's heart aches a little bit, but she's wondering, with all the care that Will has put into dinner, could this be the beginning of an us? Like, she's like, maybe he'll, maybe we'll, Whitney then starts interrogating Will about what's next for them because she's a little bit tipsy. And Will says that he thinks that it's a private combo for him and Fern. And she says, quote, I like you, but if you fuck my friend over again, I will drive to Toronto and I will kill you. <laughs> yeah. Don't fuck Whoop. with my friend. Whoop. I'd say the same That's to Marty. Not- but yeah, Marty's this sounds like guy. something I would say. This sounds I felt I feel like I'm a little bit Whitney, like kind of obnoxious, especially when I've been drinking and like it probably make people uncomfortable. <laughs> oh um, all right. So a few days go by. Whitney calls Fern because Fern has been avoiding her and she knows it. And she apologizes. She's like, maybe I went a little bit too far. I'm sorry, but you need to check your text messages because I'm having an emergency. Um, and, but Fern is all like, doesn't want Whitney to know that she's mad. So she's like, I've just been so busy. Um, and she, excuse me, Fern is also thinking about how sad she is that Peter and her mom didn't get their happy ending, which is pretty sad. So Whitney's having a fashion emergency and that's why she needs Fern. She needs her to help her pick out her outfit. She then asks what happens after Will moves. Like, she's like, did you guys talk about it yet? And observes that Will is really into Fern. Fern confesses that she feels like he's in vacation mode. And once he goes back to his life, she's afraid she won't fit into it. Mm-hmm. Nee, nee. What's happening over there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why you got a shit-eating grin? Did you read ahead? No. What's me? Then why you got a shit-eating grin? I don't got a shit-eating grin. Yeah, I'm you like... do! No, I'm just thinking about like, it's so very, I like this book. I am liking this book and I want to keep reading. But I also feel like it's so like teenage summer. Yeah. I'm like, but like you guys are an adult. So why don't you just talk about what's going to, but then it wouldn't make for a good fucking book. No, it wouldn't make for a book because they could have figured this out immediately. (laughs) True. Exactly. Absolutely. Like 100%. Weeks ago, they could have yes. been like, hey, do you want to try? Are you interested in trying a relationship or no? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True, true. Anyway, I feel like my dad prediction came true. I fucking knew mm-hmm. something like that yes. was going to happen. Yes. That's awful uh, and sad, but I understand. Oh, it's hard to see. Anyways, I'm guessing that. The dance is going to happen and then Will's going to like make it official and like his sister wants to move out. So maybe he'll move to Muskoka. (laughs) Like I've been able to work here. So like fine and not like my my work hasn't been impacted or also like I've made so much money off my condo sale that now I can just live here and paint and be an artist and yeah. Tom Thompson the shit out of his life. He could do that true, up. True, he could. Except for hopefully not the last part of Tom that, Thompson's life. <laughs> yeah, don't go in a canoe. No more canoe lessons for you. 
<laughs> You're just not alone in Algonquin. Don't do that. Yeah, not advisable. Anyway, wait. Um, do you think? Obviously, we just heard um, fucking Fern's story. Are we gonna find the details out on Annabelle and like what transpired there ten years ago and how he ended up? Like we know how he ended up, but like, anyways. I'm guessing that he assumed that because we know that he immediately moved back to Toronto and had to take on this nine to five. So I'm guessing that he felt a little bit embarrassed and he was like, uh, and then he started maybe realizing that girls didn't like that his sister was living with him. And he thought that Fern was the coolest girl he'd ever met. So he was probably like, oh, well, she won't like it. And instead of communicating, he just decided to avoid her for nine years (laughs) and just think longingly over her. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, right? right? True, true. No, it's all it's all right there in the book, to be honest. So why did I even think that, Chantal? Jesus. But it would be interesting if we hear more and we figure out what the heck's going on. Like, what's these hushed up. conversations? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's happening what's going on, on the on other there? line? Mm-hmm. IDK, IDK. Okay, breast yeah. milk babes. Hope you have a wonderful day. Have a milking day. Have a milking booby day. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening please join us over at the book club babes facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on instagram at bookclubbabes.pod if you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.